Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam, here's Danielle. Hello. Let's get some of the stuff out of the way before we start, as opposed to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a voicemail, right? That please give us a call, leave us a message. And we want to do a fun thing on um, the podcast where leave a voicemail, we'll answer anything, any questions, any comments, any whatever. Mm-hmm. Leave whatever you want. We'll answer it, we'll put it out in the podcast, and we'll have some fun with it. Yeah, I think people are confused about what that means. It, okay. And basically, it's it's literally anything. If you want to say something about the podcast or ask us a question about us, if you have a parenting story or question, a marriage story or question, relationship, life, literally anything, mm-hmm. um, we want to you know interact with everybody and you might end up on the podcast. Um, and we just thought it would be super fun as a way to involve the audience. And everyone everyone DMs me all the time for like advice or questions or whatever. So this is a chance to leave it on a voicemail yeah. and say what you want to say. If you want to leave your name, do. If you don't, well, just your first name. Don't leave your last right. name. Um, you know, you're, where you're from. Anything you want to say. Literally, try to keep it, I would say, between 30 and 60 seconds. Sure. And um, under two minutes, under two minutes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Call 848-863-8134. Or you can even just send us like an email with your voice message. You can leave voice messages on phone these oh, days. Oh, that's a good right? idea. You can do that. Managermartinis yeah. at gmail.com. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, 848-863-8134. I think it's going to be so much fun. If you guys can do this, we would love to be able to. Answer, comment, question, like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, we don't It'll care what it is. Yeah. And um, also you'll put it in the show notes, I would assume. Of course. So that you can just go and look on the show notes yeah. and see. Also, um, you guys have asked us for so long to turn the Date Night Questions ebook into a regular book. Oh, we're talking about this? We're talking about this. It I is in the process of being published. And um, wedding season is coming up. I know so many of you have asked because you want to give it as gifts or share with friends or, um, you know, give it as shower gifts or now you're going to be able to. I know it's very hard to give an ebook as a gift. So uh, we're doing that and look for that but in the next the couple ebook weeks. But is wonderful in itself. It Don't. is wonderful. Yes. But people have said, you know, I want to give this as a gift mm-hmm. and it's hard. 
So look for that in the next couple of weeks. And um, we understand that people have bought it as an ebook, and we're so grateful. Again, I want people to remember we are an indie podcast. So it has taken us so long because we, we haven't had the money to be able to do this. Um, and we did. We splurged to do it because so many people have asked. So any support would be awesome. And the last thing is, please, if you haven't written review, um, I don't know, we get so much awesome feedback so many of you have been gracious and rated and reviewed it's costs no money it takes a moment either on apple podcasts or spotify um we would be so grateful we've had some really great incredible reviews lately yes we have i am blown away yes Thank we you have and for we're those very, of you who have done and that. we read every single one they're so exciting and my mom reads them all which is <laughs> even more exciting she's like oh my god they like you <laughs> So thank you guys for all of that. I think she takes credit for everything, mm-hmm. everything we've done. She's like, it was all my idea. Right. Well, she always said we should have a reality right. show, like a you sitcom. Need, you should have had your own sitcom. Mm-hmm. You should have, like, this is all me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she loves it all. Yeah. I mean, luckily, because she could be totally offended by it all. Well, yeah, of course she could. Right. Like any parent could be like, this is disgusting. What are you doing? <laughs> no, but she comes on. <laughs> right, know, she instead, comes on yeah. and talks, right? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, please, go ahead. Oh, is this me? Sure. I wanted to do an episode about, okay, we're starting a new school year. For those of you parents, you understand some of you have kids. I can't even believe it. Florida had started schools in like the first week of August. Right. I can't believe that. Um, in New Jersey here, we start at the beginning of September. Um even look, even if you're not a parent, I think so many of us are struggling nowadays with being in the moment and what does that even mean? And right now, I think my my greatest um, goal is to figure out how to be in the moment. How do I do that? Especially this year when we have Mia going into her senior year where, you know, she's looking at colleges. Um, we have, you know, Ian starting high school, our youngest starting middle, middle school, school yeah. which is insanity. Um, our our dogs are turning nine, like they're <laughs> getting old. All the things that our cat is six months old. Six months. Yeah, right. Yes. Time is just flying about by. About to get neutered. <laughs> so I, I just this has been something that to me, um, people always say that be in the moment, and I'm like, okay, great. What the fuck does that mean? Mm. What does that mean, be in the moment? Okay, of course I want to be in the moment. But how does that happen? Um, And obviously people who are very mindful and who take the time to do things like meditate or yoga or retreats and all of that are, are good at it. We, as a family of ADHD... Mine undiagnosed, but I am 110% sure I have it. I don't know about that. Well, not in the way that you understand, but if you look at my practices about how I can't finish something that I start a lot of times or um, the way that I have trouble figuring out even like how to start a task and and see it through. Or like all the ideas you have that come to nothing kind of like, you're like, hey, let's do this, and it never happens, or oh. those kinds of things. <laughs> I guess so. No, but I'm just saying we are not a family of discipline, right? We mm-hmm. are not the type of people who wake up in the morning and, you know, we have friends who wake up and meditate or 
you know, wake up and do yoga or all or like surfing at five o'clock, surfing. In the morning. At, yes. Yeah. Going and surfing at five o'clock in the morning. Um, and and so I want to figure out a way for us as slackers, as he says in Back to the Future, <laughs> um, as the Marty McFlies of the world. How do we figure out how to embrace the moment, right? Because we're not all, look, we don't all have the discipline to meditate or the drive or the time. Right. Well, does, okay. So here's my question. So does being in the moment have this positive connotation to it? Like appreciating what you have now and living in the now because it's, there's a good spin on, like, is it? Is it a positive? We've been living in the moment for many months now. I mean, I know that's kind of contradictory contradictory mm -hmm. to living in the moment. But for many months, we've been living in the moment in a negative way or dealing with negative things. Mm -hmm. Right? So is living in the... Is, is this all a pot? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. Like, is this is it, does it have to be just happy times? Yeah. Can it be? <clears throat> Absolutely. So... Basically, any scientists of happiness will say that wherever you're at, happiness can most easily be achieved by accepting where you're at, right? So you're accepting the stage you're in. And, you know, we, we look at happiness and laughter and everything as the ultimate goal, which doesn't make much sense because that is not the majority of how our time is spent. That is not the majority of our emotions. Right. So if we if we spend our time literally just just waiting for the happy times to be in the moment and the happy times to, you know, uh, feel like we're present, then that's going to be like what? 10, 15, 20% of the time? I mean, I'm sorry, but I have yet to meet a person in life who is happy all the time. Um, I, I know people who try to appear to be happy all the time, mm -hmm. but I also know that they're probably not. Right. Well, look, we were living in the moment when Mia was going through her shit this summer. We were living in the moment when Ian was going through his shit this summer. Like, we were living in all those moments trying to make them better, but, you know, they were not positive situations. Yes, they turned out to be in certain ways, but at the time, we were living in that moment of negativity and you know, sadness and, you know, all the bad things. But mm -hmm. that was the moment for us that we were living in and focusing on that solely, right? Right, but someone who studies happiness would say that the more you settle into that, the happier you're going to be able to be, right? The more content you're going to be able to be. If you're always running from those feelings and trying to look to the next thing of, okay, I just, I, I, you know, I just need to solve it. I just need to figure out how I, I want to fast forward a year because this sucks and yeah. I want to know what's going to happen. Then they are, go then you're never going to be able to be in the moment and be happy. And, and I think for us, for th that's one of the reasons also I wanted to do this episode, right? We did the pivot episodes, which were very relatable and and I think looking back at it, we really were we 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 sunk into the moment. We fixed ourselves into the moment. And 
part of that was because we had no choice, mm-hmm. right? We, we really did. And you were off from work, so you were able to be more in it. Um, but for the first time in our lives, I think, we were like, okay, this is what it is. And we have to just be in it. We have to figure it out. But we also sort of have no choice. When Ian was in California, we had no choice but to sit in it and wait. Right. There was no happiness. There was no, you know, it was it was that feeling of let's fast forward through this so we can get through this because this sucks and I hate it. This is the moment that we're in. I fucking hate it. So do you. So does he. Like, how do we get past it? Yeah. You know? Well, Yes. How do we how do we get past it? But I don't I think we were sort of like, how do we make it better? But we weren't trying to pretend it didn't exist. Okay. Right. Yeah. So for me, that time period represents the idea that for the first time we we were very much involved in what was going on in that we talked about, look, it sucked. Right. It super sucked. We were, you know, at first, especially at first, we were in shock. We were um, trying to understand why we couldn't figure it out. So like the first few days was just kind of a shock of, oh, my God, what what, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, Mia came home Ian was, you know, out in California feeling horrible. Huh? Ian. I'm sorry. Ian. What did I say? Mia? Yeah. So we have to, you know, we, we sort of had to sink into it and figure it out. But I think we did a really good job. And I think after we got a handle on it, we were very much like, okay, this is our life right now. You know, we look, we have three kids who are, I don't want to say not easy kids, because in so many ways they are easy, but. They don't fit the mold of easy, right? Like they don't they don't fit the mold of, you know, you, you think that you see people whose kids go away and they just do fine. And, you know, you, they are in school and they do great and they just do their work and they just get good grades and and all the things that just kind of seem to come easily. That is not our kids. Uh-huh. Uh, we are not the type of people who like we are not just you know we we always have issues with things because i think we have look i have a mental illness you have all your stuff that you've gone through like we just have stuff that's going to make things a little more difficult um and for the first time in our lives like i think right now i feel really content because we're not fighting against any of it and because we have dealt with it head on and we did meet the moment that um, for the first time, I sort of feel like we can do this. Mm-hmm. Like we were both there, both ready to attack the situation, both together figuring things out, living in that moment, whether it was positive or negative, with this one being negative. Mm-hmm. We were there together to figure it out. Yes. Right. Yeah. For, for like the first time. Yeah, for right? the first time, exactly. Um, and we've spoken a lot on the podcast. One thing I asked you, well, first of all, what is being in the, did you answer what you think being in the moment means to you? Or, or yeah, is I it? Ca- yeah, no, I kind of did already. Like, yeah, just okay. that uh, I thought it had like a positive connotation to it. And I don't think it does. Like, I don't think that's just what living in the moment is. Like, I think it's more just living in today and dealing with what you have on your plate right now. 
And doing it the right way. Right. Settling yeah. into whatever is happening. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing that like Buddhists are so good at. Right. They they settle into the moment. They know that um, they know that everything is impermanent. Right. Right. Like nothing is staying. So that means everything, including death, that they just face death head on. Mm-hmm. And and all these things that we sort of skirt around and don't talk about and try to avoid, they very much face, you know, adversity and good time, everything just head on. So that is one thing that I think that we've gotten better at that I want to continue because I do feel like on the one hand, the summer went fast. On the other hand, I feel like we so made the moment and made and rose to the occasion Mm -hmm. and everything that I think we soaked everything out of this experience that we could. Right. And, 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 and I'm proud of us. Yeah, and did what we could with that information and spin it as positively as we could possibly do. Yes. Yeah. And there has been a long time in our relationship as individuals and, you know, as a couple and everything where we did the opposite. We ran in the other direction. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because people always ask, you know, one of the questions we get a lot on the podcast is, well, if Adam had an addiction problem, how do you how do you guys drink sometimes? How do you, you know, all these things and I always say no, it that wasn't it. It that was one you know, arm of this sort of monster that was mm-hmm. going on and the main thing was that you just did anything possible to not be in the moment, right? That you didn't want to face the moment. Right. Yeah, look, I, I, we can go back to whatever episode it was back in the beginning about addiction and my escapism and all that stuff. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, an, I wasn't addicted to alcohol. I wasn't addicted to gambling, which is why every, whenever you said on the podcast, you know, I was addicted to gambling or something like that. I always say, no, that's not the thing. That's the thing I went to because of my addiction of escaping. Mm-hmm. I would find a thing, right? Like. If you thought I was addicted addicted to drinking, I would stop. Like if you thought I, like if I wasn't addicted to any of those things because I just stopped doing it. Like it wasn't. I don't gamble anymore. Like I I rarely go down to Atlantic City and gamble. I rare I drink on the weekends. Just the two of us. Like I don't have those addictions. My addiction is that I was escaping. I was trying to escape my own reality. And I was and whatever it led me to. That's what it led me to. Whether it was gambling or drinking or you know. Even just going out to eat and being like it was all about being on my own, right? We don't have to get into all of that because no, we, we not already at all. did, of course. Yeah, like it was just something that I felt at the time, whether I deserved it or I needed it or whatever it was. We we discussed it, right? Well, that that's not even the way I want to come at it. The way I wanted okay. to come at it is you're so different from that now, right? Like what I saw in you this summer, you know what I want to say to people who always talk about, you know their partners trying to avoid the situation or will go out with their friends all weekend or will leave or whatever. What I want to say to them sort of is, okay, but that, that doesn't have to last forever. You know, that's, that can be temporary. And that's a big problem with couples that you feel like you want to do things separately because it's just easier than being together, right? Like during those times when you would go to Atlantic city, everyone would be like, how can you let him do that? And I'd be like, 
because it's just easier for him not to be here. It just feels better. Like I'd rather be in the house with the kids without him than with him here. Yeah, even being here, I'm not dealing with what's happening here anyway, right? Oh, totally. So that's... Yeah, no, no, It was so much easier to have you gone. Even though I was worried about you, I, it was easier. Now, during this past summer, I felt like, oh my God, I couldn't have done this without you. No, you couldn't. No, I couldn't. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but that's huge. I mean, that's that's a big evolution for a person to go through, right? That you're, you're you know... And I, there was definitely a time when I was like that too, where um, I think I wanted to avoid our situation. And so I was doing the same kind of things. Like I said, you know, I was looking for perfection, perfectionism in other ways. I said in the body image um, toolkit booklet that I did that one of the ways that I was trying to escape was by looking perfect on the outside so that nobody would really know what was going on on the inside, right? Like I had this perfect presence on the outside and that would just let everybody know that I was doing great and, you know, oh, she must have it all together. And and all that was my way of proving, oh, I'm disciplined. I have it all together. I'm, I'm fine, even though well, I that's so like wasn't. the Instagram of things, right? Like putting yes. those perfect pictures out there and wherever, you know, I'm on vacation, I'm mm -hmm. wearing these clothes, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But nobody knows what's going on inside. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and so I was spending all, and I was spending five hours a day running, right? right? Which, look, for some people, you know, yes, that, that you're able to do that and then live a normal life and everything. For me, it was all consuming because mm -hmm. once I run five hours a day, I'm toast for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. But my excuse was, oh, I'm training for a marathon. Yeah. What the Fuck, I never even put the like two and two together there. Like you were escaping too. Mm -hmm. We never talked about that. We can right now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah, like you were gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. All right. And I'm not saying everybody who trains for a marathon is escaping. Of course not. But that was my, but it was a, you know, it was different than yours because nobody's going to look at me training for a marathon and being like, Damn, like that's irresponsible. It seems like, oh my God, she's so healthy and she's so determined and right? Like your escaping was very obviously unhealthy. Yeah, but yours was a better disguise. A hundred percent. Wow. I'm yeah, but I was still miserable. I was totally miserable. Like I miss on the one hand in running, there is this idea of being in the moment when you're running. Okay. Like everything is heightened, right? Like the sites that you look at are are you're more appreciating it because it's distracting you from running. Mm -hmm. The music you're listening to, I always enjoy songs more when I'm running. Well, I used to enjoy songs more when I was running, like because I would be like, oh my god, I love this song so much, and I would be able to sort of lose myself in the song rather than the fact that I was exercising. Like there are things about it that I miss. I miss those. There is an element of being in the moment because you're trying, you're, you're noticing all of these things and your thought process, you're trying to lose yourself in your thoughts. Anything that can keep you from, oh my God, this sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, my body hurts. My, I'm, I'm, I can't breathe. I, all the things um, that you're able to lose yourself in, 
it does, there is an element of being in the moment because you're trying to distract yourself. Well, yeah, when you're running, you hit that runner's high when you're, you're thinking of nothing else other than your surroundings and the running and the feeling good and like everything else in your life is just gone. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's almost like, you know, when you're playing pool, let, let's say that when you're playing a game of pool and you're trying to hit a perfect shot or something, when you're aiming your cue at the, at the ball, you're not thinking of anything else. All you're thinking of is, how do I make this shot? Everything else just goes away. But when you're running, it's like that for an extended period of time, you know? But like, there's things that you can do that just make everything else go away. And like with running, for you, that was hours and hours and hours of that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's why in movies, it's always in slow-mo, all those last yeah. shots and everything like that. Like, time just slows down. Yeah. Um, and when you're running, too, time does. It kind of slows down because you are really in it, uh, but right. in a different way. Let's get to time. But let's take a break. Okay. And we'll be right back. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, so you asked me, how does the idea of time affect me? And honestly, like, I know... Wait, it, this is coming out of nowhere. Well, we, we ended off with time. We're talking about time right, right now. Right, but you gotta give a little... I, I, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. No, please. I asked about this because I think we're more settled into things and trying to embrace the moment. Also a little bit because we are now in our mid-40s and I think when you're in your 20s, you're sort of like, you know... There's not much value in time, right? You're sort of like, I have all the time in the world. Oh, yeah, there isn't. Like, you're the center of life. There is no time. Yeah, you don't care. You sleep the days away. You know, you do all the things that you want to do. There's no value in time, really. Although there were ways that I think I always embraced the moment. I think when I was in school, I looked around every day and was always grateful. Like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe I get to go to school here. Stuff like that being with my grandmother, I think I always was like, I know this isn't going to last forever. Mm -hmm. I need to like in certain ways I did, but there was, there wasn't the worry of, okay, look, you know, if I smoke two packs of cigarettes today, uh, like there's not the remorse of, oh God, this is going to take off, affect me a week of my life or something. Yeah. Like, you know, all those things that you're sort of like, okay, I'm 20, you know, I'm 24, like whatever. Mm 30s, I think we were very much stuck in the success of everything, right? Everything is aimed towards success. How do I get more? How do I get better? How do I promote? How do I get well, to the next is level? Building your life, building the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can keep doing that forever, right? You could keep trying to build your life forever. Um, I think you and I have recently sort of slowed down and found an I just think the pandemic obviously helped with this a lot, right? For all of us, for so many of us, we're sort of like, oh my God, I was going way too fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really did slow things down. <clears throat> you had to find ways to 
keep the you know to make the day relevant to make the day seem like it mattered when we were in the pandemic so now I think we have settled into this place where time is sort of of the essence we're in our 40s and we're appreciating it more mm-hmm. but I think about time so much now I do too yeah okay. but but the problem with it is yeah you know, this is obvious time is making me feel old now like I'll look back on things and be like yeah 20 years ago this happened or when I was a teenager 30 years ago this happened like 30 years ago when I was 15. Like that makes me just... when you scroll down on one of those date things. Like when you have to put your birth date in. Oh, yeah. And you have to put the year. Yeah, and you're just like, it's like Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) You're just, or what's it called? Um, Price is Right, where, you know, that wheel. (laughs) And it just goes around and around and around. That's what it's like. It's fucking crazy. Like you you look back now like, yeah, that happened 30 years ago. Like, what? You know, like we're fucking 45. Like it's, it's crazy. I feel now that we're most likely, you know, past the half point in our lives. But oh shit! Why right? would you say that? I mean, at forty-five. I you know I, I don't know. My say, family all lived old. All right. Well, all right. except my grandfather. Good for you. <laughs> you know. Good for you for your family. Um. But let like for argument's sake, let's say we're at like halfway, right? So the way I look at it is now, if we're halfway through it all, everything that we've ever done, all the people that we've ever met, anything that we've ever accomplished or done or our goals or whatever we have the chance now to do that all over again we have half of our life to do all the everything we've ever done is now possible again does that make sense to you at all a little bit except that so much i did in my past i have absolutely no interest in right doing but it we have that much time to do the things saying. we want to do right and maybe that's now. why we want to slow it all down right like we can make just as many moments today that we could the day we were born, right? So we have that same amount of time to do all the things, right? Whatever you wanted to be when you grew up, whatever you, you know, the, however you wanted to be with people that you met, the kind of person you wanted to be, like all those things, you can now, you have all that same time to do it again. And it, like, call it start over, call it, you know, reinventing yourself, call whatever you want to call it. Live in the now, be the person that you want to be, do the things that you want to do because everything that you can ever remember and all the things you've ever done, you now have the chance to do them again and start over. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you're wiser and smarter. I mean, look, it took me 45 years to figure this out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's a good thing because this is that point. This is the point where it's like now or never. I know you're very much feeling like that right yeah. now in your po- at this point in your life. Yeah. yeah. Like it's now or never. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be the person that I've maybe, maybe not so much that I've always wanted to be, but maybe a little bit the person I've always wanted to be and overcome all those obstacles and all those, all the shit that I've done and all like, I, and just start. O- like I, I, I want to start over. Like I want it, I want now to be the point in our lives where we, we can be us. We can be who we want to be. We can do the things we want to do. That's kind of it. Like Mm -hmm. that's where I'm going with all that. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That you're, well, no, I like what you're, you're coming at it from a very optimistic standpoint. You're like, we have, look, yes, we're halfway through, but 
that halfway was kind of long and we did a lot and we have all that left hopefully yes right right i'm saying for argument's sake here it's halfway you know what i mean yes like but also there's the appreciation that it might not be so therefore you want to do even more with each day yeah yeah like i also remember like when jonah was born thinking how i can't remember when me and mia and ian were babies like I, I forget so much. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking when Joan was born, I'm going to be in the moment every step of the way. Remember when he walks, when he talks, when he reads, when he, you know, every single accomplishment that he passed. Like, I want to remember everything. And fast forward 10 years later, and it's like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I fucking forget everything again. Right. You know, like, I, I, I thought about the past, and I thought about the first two kids, and I thought, like, I wanted to... It just doesn't way it that's not the way time works. That's not the way my memory works. That's not the way like it's just mm-hmm. I was trying so hard to be but time just passes you by and time goes on and time you know, mm-hmm. I and I tried so hard to make that a goal of mine. And I really did. I really did try. Like I wanted to like embed those things in my memories. Oh, you could have written them you down can't. for us. I I guess. But like I just wanted to remember them like I couldn't the first two times. But mm-hmm. it, it, I think that's just the way things are. Like, you can't. Yeah. Like, it just, you know, like, now he's in middle school. You know, like, time just fucking passes you by, and that's mm-hmm. the way things are. And, like, we're at the point now where Mia's going to college, in starting high school, Jonah's starting middle school. Like, we're at the point now where it's like we're preparing them to move on. They're not babies anymore. They're not infants. We're not worrying about their play dates and their my gym sessions and their, you know, like, we're preparing them to leave the nest mm-hmm. you know like we're at that point of raising kids which scares the shit out of me yeah yeah oh definitely i mean you know it's so funny because people look at it two ways right this is where technology is so interesting and being in the moment is so interesting because everyone's always like be in the moment put your phones away you know don't take pick like all these things of you know, Mia goes to concerts and she refuses to take out her phone during con- she loves concerts. All our kids, well, not Jonah, but Mia and Ian are obsessed with concerts. And like Mia is has a very strict rule. She does not. She turns off her phone before a concert. Um, I and I know that for sure because she was at a concert with friends and I was trying to get in touch with her and her fucking phone was off. But she is very big on I just want to be in the moment and I just want to you know. But there's part of me also that what you're saying. Like we, you know, on the one hand, you're embracing the moment. On the other hand, like, and we have little videos of Jonah here and there, right? We have videos of the kids on our phones. You know, you have to scroll through 780 videos to get to the one of them walking or them doing whatever. But on the one hand, like everybody always shuns technology. Put your phone away. Don't, you know, be in the moment, whatever. And a little bit like, I, you know, my parents, we didn't take a lot of vacation. I think maybe I went on two vacations when I was younger, right? And my parents, you know, my parents, they spent money on education. That was it. We went to great schools. They saved up all their money and that was what they spent it on. So we didn't go on vacations a lot. And, and a little bit, you know, my mom will say to me like, oh, do you remember we went to Disney when you were, you know, six years old? And I'm like, no, I don't remember at all. And, and there are no pictures of it, you know, because it was 
one or two or three, I don't know, whatever the math is. And and they didn't, you know, maybe they took pictures, but I don't know where the fuck they are now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I saw a picture, it would jolt my memory and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that ride or I, but there is none of that. Well, I, I think what Mia is doing at concerts, by the way, like brilliant analogy for everything that we're talking about. You can hold up a phone and take a video while you're at the concert, look at the screen, watch the band. Like, you're never going to watch those videos again. You might once or twice or whatever. And then 10 years down the line, like you said, you're going to scroll through a thousand videos and pictures. But you prefer to have that memory of watching them on stage, not watching yourself video them on your phone and watching them through a phone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to remember being there at a time when one of the kids was at Disney World or whatever. Not while I was videoing them watching this so I can watch it one day later on. Yes and no, because I do think that there is something to be said for that tangible stuff, you know, making you remember more or making you understand or putting you in. You know, I was a third kid. There's way less pictures and everything of me than there are of my sister and my brother from growing up because I just think my parents couldn't be as much in the moment with me because they had two other kids. Like, totally understandable. But there is part of me that's like, oh, I kind of wish there were some kind of, you know, I don't know. I was like a really great athlete when I was young. And I was, you know, I had all these things that there just weren't the same amount of memories that were recorded because they were, you know. Yeah, but they're in, but they're, but they, those memories are in their head. I don't think so. I think you forget that stuff. I don't know. Like I'd rather be in the moment at a concert or at Disney with my kids and watching them and having fun or doing like, rather than looking at them through a screen, knowing one day I have this video that we can watch. But you can also do both. both. Right. Right. (laughs) And that's the thing that like, okay, so with our kids, right. So we had a horrible summer with them. It was very, very hard. Except like we said, Jonah, even though Jonah, when he came home from camp, he had some other stuff going on, like anxiety stuff, but, He loved camp, had a great time. He was definitely like our quote unquote instant success story in the summer where the other two are now doing really well, but it took a lot. So there's part of me that's like, okay, so we went to a a, a concert a few weeks ago. I went with the kids. Two weeks ago, we went to see 21 Pilots. Mia and Ian, not Jonah, but Mia and Ian thrive at concerts. Right. As siblings, they mm-hmm. thrive. They like they fight all the time when they're at home. Yeah, when but it, they get along and shit at concerts. Oh, my yeah. God. They like love each other. It's like so impressive. I went with my best friend's husband. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah, we had a you great time. We had a time. great time. I yeah. keep saying that. We had a great we we had the best time oh, you ever. Had the best time we did. Ever. It was so fun. <laughs> I know you had a good I did. Time. So. He's his, wonderful. His son is Ian's best friend, and Mia brought her best friend. And we had this, you know, you and I had that. You didn't want to go. I asked you to go. You didn't want to go. We had had this really difficult summer. To me, concert, like, ev- I think every family has that, right? Like, we went on vacation to the Bahamas. We had a great time. But our st- kids were still fucking pains in the ass. So, like, we loved being on vacation, but we were also still at times annoyed as, sh- as shit with our kids. Concerts for me are nothing but pleasure when it comes to our -hmm. our kids. They just embrace it. They love it. They have a love of the same music. It's a love of good music in my opinion. Um, I love the music. 
So during the concert, I was very much like, oh my God, we've had this horrible fucking summer. I want to remember this moment forever. And so I have tons of pictures and videos from that night, right? And and I have, you know, Ian and his best friends who have been best friends since they were born. Like, I have pictures of them hugging each other and jumping up and down during, you know, I have pictures of Mia and her best friend who they've been best friends for so long. Like, for me, it wasn't as much about watching the show as it was about watching them. Right. That was my being in the and moment. in a month, you're never going to look at the pictures I disagree. Again. I totally disagree. Mm. I think having those things, having those memories are really incredible. I think that those are things that you look back on, you know, and you're like, okay, yeah. So, you know, I had a horrible summer. I had a really tough summer, but I had this one night of incredible, uh, you know, camaraderie and energy and and I, everything in that moment felt okay. And that's what I felt at that concert, Like right? Like last summer we did it at Green Day. In that moment for me, when we're in that situation, that is my, oh my God, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing a good job, right? Like in some ways maybe we're not, but they have an appreciation for good music. They have an appreciation for, you know, uh, this situation where, you know, they thanked me a thousand times for this. Like, being in that moment is just as important, but yet it's also important to capture that moment. No, I agree. By the way, I am not against pictures and video and capturing the moment and all that stuff, too. Okay. Like, I'm not against that in any way. Yeah, Trust that's me. different than taking kissy face selfies for 45 minutes Absolutely. or an hour. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, that just, I don't like, understand. Going back to what I said, like, if I could have taken all the pictures and videos of Jonah as a baby, that would not have done it for me. I wanted to remember every single second of his development and advancement and growing up and all which is impossible mm-hmm. like it's just, but but in my mind i wanted to do that because i f- i forget so much from the first two mm-hmm. you know so i was looking at an impossibility and of course i took pictures and videos and all you know all that stuff too i'm trust me i'm for all that shit too like i you know i get it but i i think i was trying to attain to something that was impossible mm-hmm. you know like I wanted so bad just to be there for every second and remember every single second of what was happening. Right. Yeah. Well, there's also the sense of we we are both, right? Like we're very open about when things are hard and and so therefore I think we celebrate when things are good. So like I did put on Facebook, you know, in my story on Facebook, my personal story, I did put videos of them at the concert. I put them on Instagram, the videos of the concert because I think I share also the other side of being in the moment, right? We did all these episodes. When people asked how our summer was, I was very open about it. So I think if you're going to be be able to be honest and be in the moment for the hard parts, you need to be able to share the good parts too. And And those kind of good parts aren't making anybody else feel bad, right? Like nobody's like, oh, well, you know, oh, great. You know, sometimes I think when people share in the moment, like sometimes when kids get into an amazing college or whatever and you share that right away because you're in the moment and you're excited you have to think about things like oh my god there are all these other kids who haven't gotten in there you know to me that's a safe space right like a concert yes that to me seems like I can share that it was a great thing I'm not making anybody else feel like shit right if they weren't at the concert for whatever reason whatever yeah like that that's that's a very easy you know 
so I am trying to be mindful of, I do think sometimes in the moment people lose sight of, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't be sharing or maybe I shouldn't be, you know, it's especially kids who are in the moment and enjoying their party or, you know, like I would say to our kids in a situation where maybe other people are left out or might feel left out, I know you're in the moment. I know you're excited. Don't share this. Mm -hmm. This is not the appropriate time. But something like this was perfect to share. I agree. So I do think you have to be mindful of sharing and everything. But I also think there's something nice of, okay, we had an awesome night and I wanted to record it. And I want people to know that even though I fucked up in a thousand different ways as a parent, I this I did something good too, you know. I agree. Okay, good for you. you. You did good. Thank you. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back and talk about ways to become more focused on the present moment. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> the yes. moment at hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We'll be right back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Can I say something like kind of scientific about time? Ooh. I would love to hear you say something scientific. Did you have anything scientific about time? Would you like me to? No. Okay. You always talk about the universe as being infinite, right? Like very expansive. We have no, and so therefore there has to be some kind of like life out there or, you know, this isn't it, right? The the Fermi paradox. Totally. (laughs) The Fermi paradox. Yes. Exactly. Right. I think about it all the time. There's got to be life out there somewhere with the expense amount of planets and stars. I have researched it to death. Good. The Fermi paradox. So with time, I always think to myself, holy shit, the earth is like, what, like five million years old. Uh, You can add a few zeros to that and make it more like. 45 million years old. Like like five, six, seven billion years old. But seven billion years old. Okay. Sure. Like I said, the Fermi paradox. <laughs> not not quite. Okay. Go ahead. It's all related. <laughs> so I always think to myself, like, you don't think about this like, holy shit, out of all that time, we're not dead right now. Like, we're alive. Out of Six billion years mm-hmm. or seven billion years. We are alive right now. Mm-hmm. And we're alive for what? A hundred years, which is a drop in the bucket. Don't you think it's pretty fucking crazy that we're alive right now? Like that we're not dead or not born yet or. But like, wait, I'm, I'm losing you a little bit. I want, I want to understand because your this. mind is not scientifically I know. wired. I, like I'm, mine I'm is. not to your level. So please. Obviously. I want to understand. I'm saying. The same way you say how it's insane, you know, within like that the universe is infinite and we're on Earth and whatever. Same thing with time that if the Earth if if the Earth is six billion years old. Right. Okay. That means that we had we could have been alive 
millions of years ago. No, we couldn't have because dinosaurs were here. Okay, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> we could have been a fucking dinosaur. Okay. okay, whatever it is. It's a drop in the bucket. Like the luck that we are alive right now. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Well, it's coincidence, isn't it? I mean, it's just time. It's just this. We happen to be here now. I don't What's the know difference? if it's coincidence. If we were 100 million years ago, we could have said the same thing. If we were here 100 million years ago and said, no, can us, you believe? Us, you and me. Right. If we were here 100 million years ago, the two of us, we could be like, holy shit. We are here right now. Right. But we would be dead now. We're here now. Right. Whereas... 99.9999999999% of the population who's ever been alive is now dead. Mm-hmm. We are alive. Right. You don't think that's we fucking incredible? Um, do I make sense? I'm not, not really. Oh, come on. Like the fact that we, like, I just think it's unreal that if we could have been alive 50 years ago, 100 mm-hmm. years ago. We could be dead now. Like, our grandparents are dead. Our great-grandparents, whatever. Like, we are on the earth right now. Right. And like, we won't the, be the in 50 years. The chances would be so much better that we'd be dead. Why? Because it's... No, this is our time. We're here now. This is our now. This is our present. Okay, but I feel like, you know, people don't believe in reincarnation and this and that. And, like, okay. everyone thinks Shirley MacLaine's a moron and, you know... Part of me is like, it makes very little sense. So you think you're going to come back as like a snail or I something? I just think it's crazy that we are here right now. <laughs> okay. Are that you, we're not dead. Are you on acid or something? No, like, am I, I missing something here? I think about this all the time. That like, if time is, you know, millions and millions of years old, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> that we are here Right now, we are alive. Correct. That is a drop in the bucket, right? Yeah, like, nothing. that is nothing. Nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's not weird to you. If time was a calendar. Time is a calendar. Humanity is has only been alive. Like, human, like, homo sapiens people, we've only been here for since, like, December 30th at 12... A.M. Like some crazy, like right. time, like we are nothing. We've been here for no time. Okay, but we're here. So what's your point? No, my point is just that like I always think about that. We were talking about time or whatever and thinking about being in the moment. And like we're not, you know, I always think about people who were alive during, you know, when you had to like piss in a bucket and get water from four miles away and bring it to you or, you know, the Egyptians building the pyramids or whatever. Like the fact that we are here now, doesn't that seem insane to you? No, it's just our time. This is where we are. This is when we are. That's so unscientific of you. I think that it's it, it's it, it's incredible. Okay. All right. I mean, is, all, everything my, is incredible. I know. Like, life in I know. Itself is I know. But it but makes me question. Like, I don't know. Maybe we've been here before. Maybe Shirley MacLaine's not an idiot. Maybe I should read What's her book. What's the Shirley MacLaine thing? What 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 is so that? So Miss Shirley MacLaine is a famous actress. You know, Warren Beatty's sister, who has always believed in reincarnation, and everyone's sort of like, oh yeah, she's a really good actress, but she's kind of crazy. Well, all right, listen, maybe she had some crazy thoughts. I don't know what she said or thought or did or anything. She basically believes in reincarnation. Uh, she thinks fine. she had lives before. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Uh, we Nobody knows what happens after we die. Right, I know. Any, any theory is, it's it, it's a theory. Like, it's, it's questionable. It's, who kn- we don't know, right? Yeah, so, know. anything could be possible. 
Right. Nobody knows. Right. But what I'm saying is, I okay. I'll drop it. <laughs> I would love to do a whole, like, I want to research this and do a whole episode about this. Yeah. I would love to. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. And you obviously need to research time because I have a really thing. I've thing seen going. Back to the Future a couple times. No, so but I know this is crazy is. to me that, uh, okay. Just get a flux please, capacitor. Please somebody, can somebody please understand what I'm saying? That <laughs> it is insane that we are here right now right like i like you think to yourself like oh my god i'm on the earth at the same time as like beyonce wow. what are the chances maybe that's what life is all about no Being but seriously here now while beyonce is alive no really yeah. i am on the earth at the same time that you know like uh, i don't know people like the, it's just amazing to right me. but you could say that about any point in time ever i'm alive while blah blah, blah like whatever not really yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Not really during like, uh, like pilgrim time. They are all pilgrim kind of, time. they kind of sucked. It, it sucks. All right. All right. Okay. We don't have to. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay. Right, but okay. Let's talk about flow for a minute. Cause I do all think right. that that's helpful when it comes to being in the moment. Okay. Can you read what I wrote about flow since you didn't do anything concerning it? No, I did not, but it's kind of long, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll give it my go. Yeah, Go ahead. A big notion of being in the moment is to find flow. Flow is not a, like your period. F O. Not your ant flow, but no flow. regular flow. F L O W flow. Right, is a state in which people are so involved in an activity that nothing else seems to matter. The experience is so enjoyable that people will continue to do it even at a great cost for the sheer sake of doing it. It is associated with increased happiness, higher intrinsic motivation, greater creativity, and better emotional regulation. What in your life or work brings you a sense of flow? Yeah, so there's this guy who I can't pronounce his name. He's some kind of, I don't know, European. I mean, you were flowing pretty good with that guy that you were with at the concert with my kids. Mike? (laughs) Who happens to also be your friend? (laughs) Yes, we had a great time together. Oh, yeah, I love I'm Mike. Sure, and sure he came to the concert and you didn't. Yeah. So flow is a very big deal in, in trying to be in the moment, right? Like you want to find something in your life that they say the sweet spot is that you're feeling like you're challenged, but you're not so challenged that you're frustrated, right? So you're using your skills that you already have. So for me, you know, like being in flow would not be, let's say, you know, like climbing Mount Everest would not be flow for me because I'm a, you know, I have no rock climbing abilities or anything mm-hmm. like that. Flow for me is is that is that spot where it's a skill that I have and I'm utilizing it and I'm trying to grow upon it. But I'm also being in the moment enjoying what I'm doing because it feels like it's doable, but it's challenging me. Okay. So flow is a big deal, right? So you want to find, let's say, at work, what brings you flow? At your house, what brings you flow? I know a lot of people who would say cleaning brings them flow, mm-hmm. right? Like they're they're in it. They get lost in it. They're listening to music. They're, you know, that to some people is a sense of flow. Um you know, a a hobby that you have. So it's, and it's also not about 
the end result. It's about being in the moment for the moment, right? Okay. You're enjoying what you're doing for the moment. Is there right. anything in life that you can think of? Like I think about you, you love at the store, you love to, to do the um, arrangements where you... All right, like if I'm left alone... By yeah. myself, not Th- being That's called. also part of it. You can't be distracted yeah. or anything to, be, to have flow. That, that's my problem. Because right. when I'm out there doing my thing, I know at any second my flow is going to be interrupted. Yes. Like, but yes, that but is a flow for me. But maybe you need to have a time of day at work where nobody is allowed to do that. Yeah, that's impossible. Okay. Yeah. But I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in a zone. I am, like, doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Like... I, when I'm, and you enjoy it. I love it. Like it brings out creativity. It brings out like all these things that I love about what I like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is, by the way, is writing my book. Yeah. You're writing a book. (laughs) So I'm two and a half years into writing my book. (laughs) I'm on page 28 (laughs) because it's not something that I'm constantly doing, but But you love it. All these ideas. I love when I'm, that's Billy. Um, when I'm doing it, when I'm in it, I nothing else is going on. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think about. I don't hear what's going on going on in the house. I don't hear the kids. I don't hear you. I don't hear the dogs. I don't hear anything. Like I'm just, I am flowing. Like it's mm-hmm. going through me. It's like I really love it, mm-hmm. and I'm in that moment. Like for whatever the time that I'm writing this thing, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't write. I've never written. I don't even read. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should buy his book. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I, I, when I'm in it, like nothing else is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's right. The same so the abs, a hundred percent. That's flow. Yeah. Right. And like, obviously, you have an end goal. You want to finish this book. Yeah. You I'll out let there. you all know in ten years when this thing is possibly <laughs> finished. And it'll be changed the exact same time. It'll be finished this exact same time that you finish reading Slash's autobiography <laughs> that you've right. also been reading for ten years. Right. No, absolutely. Like it's that it's that sweet spot of look. Obviously, you're a good. You've gotten to be a good communicator. You have a podcast. You know, you have. It's a different form of communicating writing, but you have a story to tell. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast. So there's part of you that's comfortable with it, but it's challenging to you because you're not a writer. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Okay, but like I, I'm. But you have a lot of the. You know, you have the the tools that you need in order to do it. I guess. I mean, I have the, I have the experience that I need. Right. right. Tools. Not right. some, I mean, right. so, source.com is my tool. Right. It doesn't need to be perfect. <laughs> right. You know? Um, yeah. I think flow is that spot of something that like you absolutely love to do. Look, it has to have some kind of productivity, right? It's not just like drinking beer, you know, like, yeah, right. you love to drink beer and you feel a flow because you get into it. It has to have something that's productive about it, mm-hmm. but also, you know, not so hard that you feel sort of like you're, you know, you're, you're lost in the moment suffering rather than being productive, mm-hmm. right? So you feel like there's something. For me, I find that uh, one thing that I really, really love you know, that, that the podcast has allowed me to do and the, my writing has allowed me to do is research. Mm-hmm. I think I have a huge love of research and I'm really good at it. And, and even before the podcast, like when the kids were little, people would always say to me, oh my God, you find these amazing things to do with the kids, right? I would find, you know, the best places to take them for sensory stuff. And I just always have had a love of research. I, yeah, like when we're on vacation, and day and I, one, I'm you're researching, researching the, next, the vacation. next vacation. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I love, I love research. I love getting lost in ideas of things and and finding the perfect fit for someone like friends will sometimes say to me like oh you know I want my kid you know I need a blah 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 for them can you help me find and I'm like yes I love that you know like I've helped friends find classes and therapists for kids and whatever like I love that my sister happens to be exceptional at that also she's like a few levels above me I think um but you know and honestly I think if we didn't have the podcast, like I would love to have a business where I just research things for people. Like, like I don't want to do any one specific thing. Obviously a travel agent. I love to research travel. I don't want to be a travel agent. I love to research college stuff. Me is looking at colleges. I don't want to be a college person. I want like an a la carte menu Mm -hmm. of research. Right. So I would do like like a Mr. Fix it of research. Right. Right. Like research is my strength. And you give me what you want me to research and I will do it for you and come up with some kind of a, you know, like I would even do off color stuff. You are a swinger and you want to find someone, a unicorn for your couple for an added cost. I will find that person Mm -hmm. for you. I like it. Yes. Like, so I think that's a lot of what people's side businesses are, right? Finding this flow of, yes, you might not make a fortune, but you love it. People with Etsy stores, that's what they're doing a lot of the time. Some people make a fortune. Most people don't. But you're finding something to be able to find that flow, you know? Mm-hmm. Even old people, I think, retired people. Like my grandmother knitted it until the day she couldn't anymore. And I think that really was flow for her. She would just lose herself in knitting and, you know, forget about all that other stuff. That's like my mom when she watches The View. <laughs> so all right good that, that was good it was yeah i like that oh okay thank you were you listening to me no i was <laughs> i was actually okay <laughs> but no we weren't even gonna go there but you told me you wanted to bring it up and i'm glad you did yeah well okay for people oh. so this school year is coming up this is the last thing i want to discuss okay. the school year is coming up mia is looking at colleges which is crazy mm-hmm. because we are too fucking young to have a kid going to college Right. I think so. Yes, we really are. But we do. We have a kid going to college. And and I think there's a lot to be said for that last year because you're trying to find the balance of, okay, I want her to learn to be independent. But I also want to teach her every single thing she needs to know. And I recently read an article where a mom was like, okay, I dropped my girl off at school and I literally sat there like, oh my God, she doesn't know how to change a tire. She doesn't know how to cook herself, you know, uh, dinner. She doesn't know how to all like, so literally to the last possible second, she's like thinking about all the things she hasn't taught her kids. So you can never teach them everything. Obviously there comes a moment where you have to let go and be like, I did the best I could. Uh But we're in that last year of teaching her to do the best she can. And we've done great. You know, she's driving, um, which we were both super nervous about. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, she's doing great. She's yeah. doing great. And, you know, we did practice with her a lot. But look, she is a kid, number one, of the pandemic, which I think kids of the pandemic don't have that same kind of, like, they didn't cross the street for two years. They didn't, you know, like, there are things that they didn't do and weren't able to get those skills Mm -hmm. right there were different skills for every age that they missed out on for two years exactly so you know things like that but this is a year that's kind of big so i just wanted to know like what kind of things do you want to do to be in the moment this year 
With Mia? Just in general, like, are there... I asked you this. Well, I have things that I, I would want to make sure that she's prepared for going to college and then after college, if, if that's acceptable. Uh, whatever you said in your <laughs> answers. I mean, she, you know, she's so comfortable living at home. She's so comfortable with us. She, I don't think she has the knowledge or the know-how to live on her own. Why should she? I understand that. But she needs to know, how do I live on my own? How do I pay bills? How do I do the things to live? How, how can I avoid social circumstances where I, I know I can just be comfortable and come home and talk to us and escape everything. Like she won't have that. Like she needs to know those things. You know, how does she take care of herself on her own? All those things. Those are the things that I want to concentrate on and make sure she can handle being on her own. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll you'll still be paying her bills. (laughs) Like, I don't remember anybody teaching me that like, how to, you know, navigate those things. And I think they're important, you know? Well, it's funny because at the beginning of the summer, her air conditioner in her room broke. She has a room above the garage. You know, it's like a separate area in the house and has its own air conditioning and it broke. And I felt really, really bad for her on the one hand. On the other hand, she's had to like sleep on the couch and one of the boys is sleeping out. When Jonah was at sleepaway camp, she's sleeping in his room. And I felt sort of guilty the whole time, but I was also sort of like, Good. Let her get a little acclimated to not being perfectly comfortable Mm -hmm. in sleeping conditions. She's going to have a roommate, you know, like she's not going to be in her comfy, cozy. I mean, her room is almost like an apartment, which made me so scared with her going away, you know, that she's going to. So a little bit, I'm sort of like, okay, Ian and his best friend were down in the basement yesterday making a ton of noise at 1.30 in the morning. And I'm sort of like feeling half bad because she can't sleep. And I'm also sort of like, Okay, this is going to be kind of what college right. is going to be like. But like th- this cat that she wanted so bad wakes her up every morning at like two, three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he wants attention. He wants, you know, whatever. She, you know, this is her responsibility. Mm-hmm. She wanted this cat. Mm-hmm. You know, you got it. Now you're being woken up every day. You yeah. know, like those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think there are certain things we should start to do this year. You know, to to capture all the, you know, to to be a family. This is our last time, kind of the five of us. Look, I know she's going to come home for holidays and she's going to come home for the summer and everything. But this is kind of the last time that we're all the five of us. And and I, I, I think we should have started this earlier. But, you know, things like maybe having one night a week where we don't have phones and we do have like a, a family dinner and we are talking all of us together like this is the last time for that. And I do think that we can come up with intentional activities now to kind of do some of that before mm-hmm. she goes. All right. Well, that leads us to oh. these practices you came up with that will help us focus on the present moment, feel more in tune with our surroundings, mm-hmm. all those things. So let's go there. So the first thing that you asked me was, would I take a class on meditation? Did you answer that? Would you do that? Yes, I very much want to. Mm-hmm. It feels, I don't know how to explain it. It feels a little bit um, against what I stand for because I'm so like. What do you mean? Well, because I'm so like hot mess and real and this and that. And I get annoyed sometimes with people who are so into all of that, right? Like that can annoy me to mm-hmm. a sense of like, 
all right, I get it. You know, you love mindfulness, you love meditation, and it does sort of get to me at a certain point. But I do realize the value of it. And yes, I think we could benefit from it. But I don't want to lose sight of who I am if I do it. Right. I love the idea of it. I don't know if I could do it. I want to see if it can be done for me. Like my mind is in a thousand different directions at every single moment. Like I don't know if I can clear my head and like meditate. I would try. I'm into it. Like I would, you know, Mm -hmm. see if there is a benefit. But I just don't know if it could be done. Not for me. Not for my fucking head. I think everybody says that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could find the right practice. I mean, I can barely have a conversation with somebody without being in 20 different directions at the same time, you know? No shit. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think you could do it. I do. Mm, I don't know. All right, so here's what what I said, what you just said before that led to this. You asked if we should start a gratitude thread with our kids or have a time of day where we say something from our day that we're grateful for. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, it feels like a commitment to me and like have that awkward, thankful moment like you do once a year on Thanksgiving where you're like, oh, I'm thankful for, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now it's every day. Mm. Well, maybe not saying grateful, but saying positive. So Amy, my sister and I have a thread with Mia and Gabrielle. The problem with Mia for so long was that she was very much like she was part of the thread, but she didn't really do it. And, you know, before she went through this whole transformation this summer of mm-hmm. actually like being interested in this stuff. But I really, really liked it. It made me pause. And, and you know, it could be as little as I loved my cup of coffee this morning, you know, before everybody got up to like, I do think that those types of things make you stop in the moment and, and, and be in the moment and be grateful. And I do think that we don't do that enough. We no, do, we're, I, no. we're constantly on the go. We're constantly like, what's next? What are we doing? What's on the calendar? What, you know. They have great idea. It's over in eight I days. agree. With, I disagree. No. Our, our gratitude thread is still going. Yeah. Every day? No. No. But we do it when we can. Listen, it's better than nothing, right? Even if you're striving for every day, even if it happens once a week or once every two weeks, it's still happening. Okay, good. It's better than nothing. Yeah. I I think so. I think you don't need perfection. You just need more than nothing. That's my, I want that on my gravestone. <laughs> it's more than nothing? Yeah, I just want, yeah, you don't need to be perfect, just better than nothing. that is an achievable goal i like it even if you are on the treadmill for four seconds Mm -hmm. it's better than the person who didn't go on the treadmill that day (laughs) i would journal at the end of every day i like that oh let's do that. i would do that (gasps) but we can't read it right like a journal is personal you do you do it however you want so like you don't read mine i don't read yours kind of thing you do it whatever you want okay however you want to do it there no there shouldn't be rules Right. The rules should be whatever you want the rules to be. Mm-hmm. As long as you're writing it down, being conscious about what you're writing. That's the that's the goal. Right. Yeah. You're the fact that you're actually doing it. Right. Yeah. That you're writing down something about, you know. Yeah. OK. All right. And, and our kids Ooh. are. I'm sorry. Our kids are. So we're at a strange spot. Right. Because with the podcast, our kids are always going to be happy to have this to listen to for better or for worse, whether they want to or not, they are always going to have this to think about like, okay, what did my parents say and what did they think? And you know, what was the evolution of them? Like they are lucky in a sense to have that, 
But I do think that there's part of me, I, I kept a really detailed journal for Mia the first year of her birth. Right. And then I didn't do it the rest of the time and I didn't do it for the boys. I, there's part of me that like, I'm like, okay, I have exactly a year right now. It would be pretty awesome to just like keep a journal for her. Right? Yeah. And and for the boys too, I would like to do it. I don't know that they'll ever read it. I think she would most likely read it, but I don't know. Why not? Okay. They have it in case they need it. Right. You know? All right. <laughs> do a cold plunge? No. I do that every morning now. You, you don't do a cold plunge. Well, you don't do like no. a polar bear. No, I don't. I dive. don't. I like, don't. Look, I, I don't get into a pool less than 86 degrees. I know you don't. I am not doing a cold plunge. I know you yeah. don't. No. Right. But it does make you appreciate the rest of the day. That's like I, I talked about in a recent episode with uh, what's the woman who's in Marvel? Um, I can't remember her name now. Okay. She. Oh, God. What the fuck is her name? Does it matter? Kind of. Anyway, she she starts her day with a cold plunge. And she said it's because the rest of the day, no matter how bad anything is, she's like, at least I'm not in the cold plunge anymore. You know, like she sort of feels like after that, like, okay, the cold plunge was such torture that now I'm fine. I don't think I could do that. I just turn the shower all the way to cold and I love it. Like I hate it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> okay. Would you do a flotation tank? Do you know what those no, are? No, because I feel like I'd be uh, claustrophobic. Do you, know, you know what it is? Yeah. Okay. Would what you? about what? Would you? I I might. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather do a cold plunge. What about an anechoic chamber? A hua <laughs> All right. So this is, and I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Anechoic chamber. It's supposedly like the quietest space in the world. Like there's no quieter place you could be. Like, maybe for a few minutes you can go in. Like, it's rumored that if you're there for, like, 45 minutes or more, you'll go insane. Like, it's so quiet. If you stand in it for long enough, you start to hear your own heartbeat. Um, A ringing in your ears becomes deafening. When you move, your bones make a grinding noise. Eventually, you lose your balance because the absolute lack of reverberation sabotages your spatial awareness. Like, it's so quiet, it feels... Fucks you up completely. But what's the point? Is that supposed to be good for you? Not at all. Okay, like, so why? I'm just wondering if you go in there for like three minutes. But why? Does it do something? For what? I don't know. Like there's nothing like you. It's so like nothing is. You can't hear anything. Like there's nothing. I don't know. Like it's it's the flotation tank kind of reminded me of this, which is why I put this in here. No, oh, a lot of people love the flotation. Right. So why but is this? This sounds insane. It, it's. It, I think it, it can be insane. Maybe it's not. It, it just sounds for like it has bit. no benefit whatsoever. I don't know if it does. I have no idea. I know nothing about it. Yeah, I was just thinking. This is so you. You did like half the research. <laughs> no, I did no research. Right. I just saw the thing and I thought about it and thought maybe if you're there for like three minutes. For what? Is there a benefit? I don't know. Okay. Maybe there could be. Check it out. Go. <laughs> and then ayahuasca. That was another thing I was right. I of. was thinking about that, but that doesn't mean that doesn't to me seem like it's taking you out of the moment, not putting you in the moment. Yeah, but it says about eighty-five percent of people who take ayahuasca go on to make profound 
life changes. Right. You know, right. so I know, I know Chelsea Handler moment. did. Yeah. She had a whole thing about her sibling who she hadn't talked to in a, a long time. She had a whole like childhood flashback with her sibling and then they started talking again. Yeah. Like people get married, people yeah, have I kids, know, people get divorced, people like they, yeah. they realize. Yeah. No, I would love, I really, really want to do that. Listen, when you've had, maybe, maybe I shouldn't just say this, but a, a few things. When you have an intense mental illness, and you've had what you think of as hallucinations and delusions and everything like that, you don't really want to put yourself in a situation where you're going to feel that again, even though I know it's supposed to be different. Um, there's part of me that's very skeptical. Like I've spent years in therapy trying to get out mm -hmm. of a hallucination. Right. So that's hard. Um, but there is something very, yes, there is something very appealing about it. Um, and, and I do see the draw of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm scared as shit to yeah, do it. Me too. Yeah, me yeah. too. I agree. And I don't know if you're supposed to do it if you're on like SSRIs or anything. I don't know how that affects it. That would be all research I'd have to do. But I would imagine you're supposed to have like a clean, you know, like, I don't know. All right. Well, it's fun for you. Research. Yeah. A hundred percent. See? That's yes. all I got. I'm done. Okay. How about you? I mean, I could always go. No, over, we're good. But I'm good. Okay. <laughs> we're like way long in okay, this good. anyway, no, so I think good. we're okay, fine. Great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, we Enjoy did all the stuff at the front, so we have nothing to say yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rate and review. Uh, we we have it. the hardcover. I know. I'm just fucking reminding all people. Right. Uh, hardcover book and voicemail. Go and check it out. And please, just leave us. Who cares? It's just fun. You yeah. don't have to re leave your name. Just something fun. Yeah. Okay. Ask us our favorite toy when we were kids. Oh, I thought you were going to say sex toy, but okay. Or favorite toy now. We could be one we kept and now we use. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. I love you. Love you.